The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. We carry on through our day as if everything is just fine. But for many of us, it's merely a mask covering up all the emotion simmering just under the surface. Welcome to Stories from the Heart of Leadership with Shamin Sadiq. In this program, you'll hear from others who face the same adversities in life as the rest of us. But these individuals have redirected their energies to creating extraordinary ideas and concepts. Find out what they are and what's behind the motive. Now, here is your host, Shamin Sadiq. Hello, and welcome to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. I'm your host, Shamin Sadiq, and you're listening to us today on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. So the topic for today is letting go and allowing. And normally, before the show starts, I have some piece of paper in front of me where I've written uh, a little thread, just some key words to keep myself on track as I introduce the topic and the guest. Um, I'm not particularly structured. I don't love a lot of structure, so I don't create questions, but I usually have something that that gets us into the topic. And today, uh, for a variety of reasons, that just didn't happen. And I was starting to fret about it a little bit uh, about half an hour ago. And then I said, you know what? The topic is letting go and allowing. So what if I just let go and allow and uh, trust that everything will be just fine? (laughs) So it's a little new because most of us, I think, are used to putting some effort, some structure, some forethought, and doing so in a in a intentional, uh, perhaps in a recorded or a, a structured way, writing things down or setting out a plan. And we're really top, talking this week about um, what it's like when that doesn't serve as well. I think there comes a point in many of our lives, at some point along the way, where all that striving and driving and perfection just doesn't cut it. And I'm starting to feel that way in some of my work. And so is my guest. Uh, I'd like to introduce my guest, Sonia Sinistera. Sonia is a friend of mine who is a colleague and a friend. She lives in Bogota, Colombia, and she is the co-founder of Coaching Hall International, uh, the first, first coaching school to train professional coaches in Colombia and in other Latin American companies, countries. Sorry. And um, what I really want you to know about Sonia is she and I met last year in the fall and I knew she was coming to a training that I was conducting. I had no idea that I was going to fall in love with her so deeply so soon. Um, We just feel like soul sisters. That's what it feels like for me. And I told you at the beginning of Stories from the Heart of Leadership when the show first started uh, quite a few weeks ago that I was asking people who I love to be my guests. And that's why I asked her. So, Sonia, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Shamin. Um, Just, you know, I just fell in love with all the introduction and everything that you're sharing uh, and I'm so honored to be with you here today. 
and delighted to talk about this topic. Thank you. Thank you. Me too. Me too. So we had a conversation a few weeks ago about kind of where we both felt we were at in our professional lives and and perhaps also in our personal lives. And this topic took form and shape out of that conversation. And we haven't really talked about it since. So I'm curious, um, when you think about allowing and letting go and all this uh, not planning and not striving anymore, where are you with this today? Hmm. You know, I was I was reflecting, you know, about this before getting on the call with you, and um, and when you were talking about that you're not, you know, you you don't have that much of structure for this conversation today, and and sometimes you do, and and I guess where I am today is it really is exactly about listening to when is it that you need structure and when is it that you don't Mm -hmm. and really trusting that Uh, because because, uh, what has been happening to me lately is that um, you know as a as a entrepreneur and uh, and having an organization and being a business you know partner in a business and all of that mm-hmm. um, some somehow uh, somehow comes from a great deal of energy and effort and striving and going after things uh, and today I'm, I'm uh, exploring what is to be a partner an entrepreneur a creator of things mm-hmm. uh, from a different place Music to my ears. <laughs> um, I I think that one of the things I I notice a lot, and I notice this in working with leaders, is that those those old ways they can serve us really really well. And when we come to this question of what is it to be partner, entrepreneur, creator, and and all the other roles that we play, mother, wife, uh, spouse, partner, um, to envision that in a different way. It can be a bit disconcerting because we don't know a, a different way, and I think it requires a lot of faith and trust. Mm-hmm. I guess you know. I guess the the key. You know, you just mentioned the two keywords in that, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. for me, the biggest one really is trust. Uh, we tend to forget. We really tend to forget that that we are creative individuals, that uh, if we are deeply connected to our purpose of uh, why is it that we are here on this earth, um, we are going to find the answers and we're going to come up with creative ways to support people, to make things happen, uh, and, you know, to create partnerships from you know, from a place that is more trusting, and than than you know that coming from the energy of things have to happen this way, and this energy of rush and uh, anguish, and you know if I don't do this or do that, uh, this bad thing may happen. It's you know, so it's uh, it's really is coming from a from a more creative place and trusting place that 
from a place of fear, I think. You know, you I know, think I- that's really important, that that piece about fear. Um, in the leadership circle, which you and I are both part of, um, because you're also the, the uh, leader of the leadership circle Latin America, um, we talk about, you know, are we living our life primarily out of fear or out of love? And mm-hmm. this... This fear underpins so much of of what I notice in my in my day to day life, and then when I choose love or choose trust or choose purpose, things are very very different. Mm. Mm. What is what is your sense right now of your purpose? You you talked about purpose being the thing that that connects you and allows you to trust. And mm. what is your sense of yours right now? Mm. Well, um, I've been, I have been working with individuals in organizations and, uh, and supporting uh, individual and team transformational processes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I really am passionate about my work. I'm passionate about uh, supporting individuals evolve and transform and uh, Evolve to a higher, or I knew, more, more expansive uh, uh, consciousness to what is that they need uh, in, in the moment, in what they're living, in the challenges that they have. And uh, so, so my, my biggest question nowadays is, I love this. I'm passionate about this work and working with people and working with organizations because that is a setting that is also I'm passionate about. Um, but how is it that we can and I can go about to do this work from a place of collaboration, from a place of partnership with my peers, from a place where I know that I must be responsible for numbers and results, but I'm not a slave from them. So where I am with my purpose today is about to... Uh, continue to do this work from a place that is different from the way that I've, from the place that I've done this in the past. It sounds like in the past you've been more focused on, or there's been a a desire or a need to be focused on targets and numbers and um, building a business with partners is always, you know, there's a, there's that component to it and we have to actually generate enough money and enough clientele to keep us afloat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it sounds like that's something that is still present, but your relationship to it is shifting. It is shifting. And I guess the biggest, uh, uh, the biggest uh, shift that is happening for me now is that I, I am resisting to go to that place that I know in the past. Mm. I am uh, discovering this new place. What, what is to... What is to create an organization and to build a partnership from that place? So I guess I'm also, I'm inviting my business partner to that conversation so that we can discover that together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really believe that we can create and we can, uh, and there can be abundance and prosper in a business uh, if we can shift our paradigm of, you know, having to do things ourselves and going for those results and, you know, strive in a way that is, that is so 
there's so much effort and 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 energy coming from that that you know from that fear place that is hard for us to discover this new one. So um, so for me is I'm in the place of discovery, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm resisting to go to that old place that I know very well, and. Um, and I'm liking what I'm seeing that is coming out. It's not out there, you know, with clarity yet, but I'm liking what I'm seeing. Um, Rainer Rilke talks about being the rest between two notes that are always in discord. And whenever I think of this in-between place, I think of that poem or that piece. I think it comes from letters to a young poet. I am the rest between two notes that are always in discord. And it's it's like there's this place in between where... We don't know what the next one is. We know the, the earlier note. The next one feels like it's discordant with the one before, but we're right in the middle. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, sometimes when I'm in that place, I have absolutely no idea. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and the uncertainty and the kind of, there's a bit of terror that comes with it at times um, because I don't know. And when I think of our topic today, letting it go and allowing, it's it's um, it for me. It's an invitation to, I don't know, get comfortable with that terror or get comfortable with not knowing. What? what how does that resonate for you when I say that? Um, um, when you say getting comfortable, you know, it's I, I'm not so sure that it is about getting comfortable. Mm-hmm. But but that that discomfort really informs the new place that you are exploring. Uh, that yeah, it's not comfortable, but it's not only uncomfortable for you, but for the people around you, mm-hmm. because they have been used to relate with you and see you in a different place. So it's like, who is this person now? Uh, can it and it's scary for them so more than getting comfortable with it is living in it being informed by it and uh and having you know the i will say that you know the persistent encourage to stay and not leave and what helps you to stay there? I, I'm so curious because I'm sure that, that other people who are listening to this are saying, yeah, great, let's be informed by it. But how do I stay? Because the temptation is to go back to the old way. It would just make it so much easier for everybody, wouldn't it? Yes, 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 yes. And I'm not saying that I'm not going back. <laughs> I, I do go back. And um, what, really, what really helps me it's, you know, um, one thing has been to talk about this and to really have conversation that, that have allowed for me to be more conscious of this place uh, where I am right now. Uh, and uh, having conversations with others, especially my business partners, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, you know, and being willing to, to, to stay there, to notice the discomfort, and, and just to express it out loud. So for me, having conversations and, uh, and, and share it with others is what helps. 
It sounds like um, one of the most important things about staying there is to um, be transparent. And yes. I think I think that's that's what I take from what you're saying. It's it's like here I'm going to talk about the fact that I I am uncomfortable. It is a strange place to be, and I'm here, and this is where this is how I'm feeling right now. Um, rather than keeping quiet, trying to look like you've got it all figured out, or. <laughs> Or pretending it's not the case. Um, that's that's what I'm taking from what you're saying. Yeah, I, I guess that's that's one of the things. And the other one is that um, as I I saw this kind of urge to move to a new place emerge for me, mm-hmm. I decided that this was going to to be not decided. I was conscious that that a new a place for me was emerging and that I needed support in the process. Mm-hmm. I needed not only to be transparent, but also find someone to become uh, my coach, my place to explore and talk about this, mm-hmm. my place to become more conscious about who is it that I am becoming. Uh, so finding support is also key in this process. I don't think you can do this alone. Agreed. 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 Well, we have to go to a break, but when we come back, uh, I think we're evolving a little framework here, and I think it will be fun to uh, take stock of where we're at and then see what else there is that's waiting to emerge. This is Stories from the Heart of Leadership, and I'm Shamin Sadek. We'll be right back. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Could your business be doing better? In today's economy, results are dependent on your leaders. And you know, effective leaders outperform ineffective leaders every time. The Leadership Circle Profile Assessment enhances effectiveness in leadership. It's the only 360 that reveals what's going on with your manager, why it's happening, and what actions to take for positive change. Want to improve business? We have the system and the breakthrough tools to make it happen. For a free demo, visit theleadershipcircle.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. If you have a question or comment, or just want to find out more about our program, please send Shamin an email. Her email address is shamin at anjaliLeadership.com That's S-H-A-H-M-E-E-N at A-N-J-A-L-I leadership.com. Now, back to stories from the heart of leadership. 
Welcome back. I'm Shamine Sadik, and this is Stories from the Heart of Leadership. I'm here today with my guest, Sonia Sinistera of Coaching Hall International, and we are talking about letting go and allowing. Now, before we jump back in, I want to tell you about some upcoming events that you might be interested in. Uh, First is my next public power circle. This is going to happen in Chicago on Monday, November the 3rd. It's a one-day power circle. Cost is $349. And if you'd like to join us, you can uh, register at AnjaliLeadership.com. That's A-N-J-A-L-I Leadership.com. That's my website. Um, want you to know that this program, I'm going to be offering some International Coach Federation coaching continuing education credits for this program. I can't tell you exactly how many just yet, but know that if you're a professional coach, this is something to pay attention to because it will not only serve you in strengthening your own sense of purpose and vision and um, how to move forward, as well as give you some CEUs to support continuing your coaching credential. Also, I wanted to let you know that I'm teaching the Leadership Circle Profile Certification in Denver, October 1st to 3rd. So if you are a professional coach or a uh, organization development professional or anyone else working in that realm, you uh, might want to consider getting certified in the Leadership Circle Profile. It is a powerful model and frame to help leaders become more effective and create results that really matter, which is what we are talking about here. So for that, go to theleadershipcircle.com and uh, check out the dates of the upcoming trainings. That's the one that I'm teaching. I think there are a few others between now and the end of the year as well. So back to our conversation with Sonia about letting go and allowing. Um, Over the break, we were chatting a little bit, and one of the things that Sonia reminded me of is that this is something that we are speaking about very personally, but it's also something that faces a lot of business leaders. And say a little bit more about what you've been noticing in your clientele, Sonia, and I'll talk about mine as well, because there's a theme, definitely a theme here. Hmm. Um, I... You know, as I was mentioning to you, Shamin, um, this this uh, reactive uh, place where we tend to go and live um, is a place where most leaders that I'm that I'm that I work with uh, are in right now, and that's that's usually the place uh, where they stand to lead their organizations. Um, it's like there is no other place discovering or searching or exploring a different way will mean destruction somehow because that's the place that they all know that we all know um, so my my um, I guess where I'm going with with these two in the work that I do with leaders it is uh an invitation to really explore what it means to lead from a different place uh, and invite them to take the risk to do that um, and, and discover together what that is for them, for their, you know, for their teams. And it doesn't mean that results and, and the things that are important for the organization doesn't hap- don't happen. Uh, it really means 
What are the conversations? What is the place where they stand, where they can really, really hone a, a positive, a creative energy uh, and not, uh, that, that comes from that vision and that power and that, you know, and what's important for each one of them. Uh, but it's very scary. It is very scary to, to stand in that place because, you know, once, you know, you, 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 you even think, they even think to go, to, to go there. It's like, what's that place? I have no idea what that is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I need to, yeah, it's, 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 it's challenging and it's different and it's difficult. But I think it's worthwhile exploring. You know, somebody was talking to me recently about uh, a promotion that they got where they're now going to be um, the leader of, of an entire organization. Uh, they've got a, a, a pretty senior leadership role. And before, they didn't. They were, uh, they were sort of proving themselves and, and uh, occupying a number of different roles that proved their technical competence. But this person was saying that um, she's feeling the pressure now to... Um, of being responsible for all of these people and all of this business. Mm-hmm. And her, uh, with that, I think that there's this weight of responsibility that arises out of a deep caring, deep caring about um, doing a good job, about the people who work there and their happiness and well-being, as well as um, help, uh, having the business run smoothly. Now this person is feeling all the weight of this on her shoulders and her shoulders alone. And the thing that is, I, why I use this as an example, and it's really not really a clear-cut example. It's more like I've pulled a whole bunch of client scenarios together to, to offer one example. Um, it's emblematic of something that I've been noticing, which is we tend to believe as leaders, especially coming into a new leadership role with expanded um, responsibilities and oversight, that it is all up to us. And that's the thing that I think gets us into trouble. There are such high costs to that. It's all up to us. And yet, it's not all up to us. I mean, yes, it, it is and it's not. On one hand, you, you, you're now occupying a role and the role is leader. And so, yes, there's an expectation that you'll do an effective job. But it doesn't mean you have to do it all yourself. It doesn't mean that you have to carry the, the full responsibility for everybody's well-being all by yourself. Mm-hmm. And one of the shifts that I've been making in myself, even just thinking about my own, my own, you know, I, I don't lead a team, but I do work with many, many people. And uh, I have this, this little cohort, not little, it's a big cohort, about 14 people in Chicago who liked, who liked the power circle that I did in May and are looking forward to the next one. Um, one of the things I had to do to help myself in this regard was remember a couple of things. And one of them was that I cannot meet everybody's needs. Mm. I, there is no way that I can meet everybody's needs. And I think this is something for leaders too, to begin to, to especially those that are driven, especially mm. those that are very achievement oriented and carry the weight and burden of responsibility so heavily. You can't mm. possibly meet everybody's needs. One person cannot meet the needs of every person that, that is on their team. Mm. Mm. I I completely agree with you. And, and, you know, I will add to what you're saying. Uh, not only that you cannot meet everybody's needs, but even, you know, 
you know, equally challenging is to trust those that you have around. Mm-hmm. That you really have people and that no matter, no matter how difficult the situation is, uh, you can trust that you're going to find with others what's the answer. So, when, you know, when, when I'm talking about this, I comes to my mind the word that, that uh, Heifetz, Ronald Heifetz had done, um, and he has a book that is called uh, uh, Adaptive Leadership, and he talks about adaptive leadership. And it means that it doesn't matter how complex the situation if you are able to work in changing a little bit of the DNA, of your DNA and how is it that you th- see things and how is it that you lead and create a more expansive, a creative, collaborative uh, way to lead and think that you can really can trust people around you and find solutions with them uh, for those challenging situations. Uh, it's, it's just, you know, uh, a new place to lead, and it implies an evolution and a transformation in the mindset of that leader. It's one of the hardest things when we've developed our skills ourselves and our technical competence to then trust that anybody else could do it as well as, as I could or to trust that anybody will, will care about it as much. And yet... What I know to be true, and I know that you, I'm sure that you see this too, is that there are often many people in an organization who are just waiting to be trusted, who are just waiting to be entrusted with the purpose and vision so that they can contribute to it and and be a part of it. Mm -hmm. And you know, and and as we talk here, um, I believe, you know, this is, this is where we're going. I believe that's that's where humanity should be going and it's in, in that direction, leaders into discovering a new way to lead. Because otherwise we do that, we're going to continue uh, uh, you know, damaging our planet, not caring for the communities that are around us, because we're just so focused in in uh, in in feeling safe in the way that we do things. Uh, that we just forget and and lose uh, the perspective that we are not only responsible about results but uh, but around uh, the equilibrium around us, you know. So it it really is moving to a different place, and and I really believe that unless we do that, um, I don't know what you know the sustainability of the planet and and how that organizations are going to contribute to that. Um, may not be so clear. I love that you um, continue to to look at the bigger picture. You know, as you're as you're thinking about this, I mean, it's easy to think about this at an individual level or just in in someone's everyday work life. But to connect this to, you know, this is a phenomenon that the entire planet is is grappling with, and if we don't collectively make some changes, we're, we're hurtling quickly into our own uh, destruction. Um, the, you know, read the, read the headlines in the newspaper any morning, and you can see that this is, a, this is something that is bigger than just any one person. Mm. Um, mm. I was thinking about this. I, I want to I see if I can bring this back to 
this this example of this leader who who's feeling the pressure now um, the the cost the cost you talked about destruction the cost that I see to this driving and striving is often high um, relationships suffer health people's health suffer um, they are burnt out exhausted uh, don't have energy for all the other things that uh, they are also responsible for in life and I guess as I'm as I'm saying this I'm noticing that this is also true you know at this very micro level and I think about my own life mm-hmm. uh, how do I how do I and how do we how do we connect to this l- larger notion that we're all in this together and we all collectively need to to evolve ourselves to be able to lead in this new way um, and and do so I don't know, with ease, with grace, without, without as much effort, it's, a, it's big. It's big to grapple with. It is. I, I believe it is, you know, it's, it's big to grapple. Uh, and it's big to grapple at an individual level. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, it is a big challenge. And I guess, and I guess here also uh, is the invitation to all of us that work uh, as coaches or consultants with organizations, what is the work that we are doing ourselves uh, to make sure that we evolve to the place where we can support uh, the leaders that we work in uh, to see a different place, uh, to discover new ways to lead that are different from the ones that are limiting them today? And how is it that we can do our own work to bring a bigger picture and a bigger connection to this leadership work, and uh, and 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 you know, and not only uh, uh, with them, but with us, because when we're talking about uh, letting go and uh, and allowing, I wonder what would happen to the leadership of that um, leader that you just mentioned in your example. Uh, what would be different for her and the organization or her team or, you know, those around her? Uh, if, she, if she's uh, willing to go to that place of exploration and really willing uh, to get to know a new place. But that has, you know, it's not only about them, but it's about us that do the work with them. So tell me how you do that yourself, because you're pointing to something really important, which is we we must do this work with ourselves. And um, you talked about transparency and also finding support. What else do you have to share with us about your own practices that have helped you? Um, you know, um, inner reflection and uh, and noticing. What's going on with you? It's I, I believe is a key uh, part of this process. Um, if you're so rushing and running, it's very hard to notice what what's going on inside you, and it's hard to know to notice you know um, what is coming out, what's wanting to come out, um, and uh, so for me, the possibility to to have time for reflection, alone time to do that, uh, to write, um, to read, and to, and to 
be in nature and to and you know to find what is that really works for you so that you can really stay inside notice and learn from that that's going on i i, I really think it's another another key element of 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 this process that we're talking about you know when i oh sorry go ahead you had something else no no that's fine. Uh, when I think of um, my some of the leaders that I work with, it would be, a, and I do offer the same practices, very similar practices. Mm-hmm. Go outside, slow down, pause. Um, it's hard to sell that sometimes to people who are so active and busy. And so I tell them a story sometimes about how I was training. Um, I was running and I was training for a half marathon and I wanted to go faster. And I thought if I kept running, if I never stopped running, like while I was out for my run, I would go faster. So I started to time myself, pace myself and see what is my pace. And my pace was always the same. And I would try to run faster and it didn't seem to matter. The pace was the same. Then I don't know what prompted me to do this, but I one day decided to take a pause, like to, to walk for a certain amount of time in the middle of my run or at certain periods. And I thought for sure this would slow me down if I walked. If Let's say I ran for 10 minutes and walked for one and then ran for 10 and walked for one. Surely that will mean that my pace gets slower because now I'm slowing down for that minute. The funniest thing was that when I took my pace after the first, the first time trying that, I actually was running faster my pace had actually increased and and i was taking these pauses so i love to i love to point people to that as um as a as a selling point as a mar- marketing for pausing and in the spirit of pausing we need to go to a break so when we come back i want to talk about how this all looks at later stages and um, we'll we'll go there after the break this is shamin sadik and this is stories from the heart of leadership we'll be right back We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. What does success mean to you? Is it being just like the person on the other side of the fence where the grass is supposedly greener? We harbor too many feelings of envy and suppressed anger targeted at others, and it's holding us back from our success. Tune in to Wealthy Thoughts with Richard Levy. Just by listening, you'll be empowered to make positive lifestyle changes to live the successful life that you deserve to live. Wealthy Thoughts can be heard every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Could your business be doing better? In today's economy, results are dependent on your leaders. And you know, effective leaders outperform ineffective leaders every time. The Leadership Circle Profile Assessment enhances effectiveness in leadership. It's the only 360 that reveals what's going on with your manager, why it's happening, and what actions to take for positive change. Want to improve business? We have the system and the breakthrough tools to make it happen. For a free demo, visit theleadershipcircle.com. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. If you have a question or comment or just want to find out more about our program, please send Shamin an email. 
Her email address is shameen at anjaliadership.com. That's S-H-A-H-M-E-E-N at A-N-J-A-L-I leadership.com. Now, back to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. Welcome back to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. You're listening to us today on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, and I'm your host, Shamin Sadik. Uh, before we jump back into our conversation with my guest, Sonia Sinistera, I want to talk to you for a minute about something else, which is um, to acknowledge my sponsors. I, I feel very blessed to have amazing sponsors for Stories for the Heart of Leadership, Stories from the Heart of Leadership, and uh, these these sponsors really epitomize. Um, what leadership is all about. So let me point you to Jim Anderson, who you can find at fit2lead.com. Let me point you to Dan Holden, who you can find at danielholdenassociates.com, and as well to the Full Circle Group and the Leadership Circle, which you can find at theleadershipcircle.com. And Sonia is the uh, Leadership Circle leader for Latin America, so, uh, so I thank you by extension, Sonia, for the Leadership Circle's support for stories from the heart of leadership. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Shamin. So we talked before the break about wanting to talk about what this all looks like at later stages. And I know that not everybody who's listening is a um, human development specialist or a, or a coach or, or works with these, uh, this notion of adult stages of development. But I, I do think that we've been talking about something that um, we've been talking about a life transition that happens um, to many adults, most adults. Uh, at a certain point along the way. And and there's another transition that you and I have been speaking of together, Sonia, which I think happens, I don't know if it's later, it's a later, it's reflective of perhaps a later stage, and it may have a correlation to later life or later years. I'm not sure. I'm 44, and I, I feel like I may be in this transition. So I'm, I'm not sure that it has a, an age that goes with it. Um, but it's it's really the... The notion of moving from intentionally creating, making something happen, to allowing, um, surrendering, and letting what wants to pull us into it have its way with us. Mm-hmm. What's your experience of that, that transition? You know, it's, it's, uh, it's so interesting because... Um, when we even talk about a framework and transition and, and stages, it seems that, you know, that there's kind of clarity of, you know, you're here now and here's where you're moving next and this is how it looks next. And uh, there is this kind of black and white that we uh, feel so uncomfortable with and need, you know, we really need those clarities. And the paradox is that I believe this transition is about living in the paradox of the need of uh, those results and those numbers and the clients and growing the business and, uh, you know, and doing the admin work for things to run smoothly and all those things. And at the same time, living in this place when you can look at them and look at everything that you do and, uh, and put it in a different perspective. Um, and, and, you know, this perspective where, where you uh, can 
include everything that's going on and uh, and uh, create something new, something better, something that really serves you and those around you in a better way. It's and take all of that and become more conscious uh, about what is going on. And I, you know, and I really believe that that by doing that, um, not only you benefit from creating uh, a new place to to leave or to lead or to create those results, but also the business really benefits because you're able not to look at you know the hole in the ground or just this little place where where we tend to look at when we are involved in our day, day-to-day routines and, and challenges. Uh, but we really allowed us to take perspective. It really, really allows us to think things in a, you know, from a broader view. And uh, this impacts the decisions that we can make, the choices that we make, and how we go about them. Uh, how involve, How is it that we work with people? How is it that we involve them? What are the reflections and the conversations that we invite them to have? And also, uh, uh, how is it that we relate with our clients? Um, yeah, I've been I've been sort of noting things as we talk. So um, I, I'm going to just say back to you some of the things that you just said. Um, include everything that is here and take a broader view, and that changes our choices, our decisions, how we are, how we behave, how we lead, and how we relate to each other and to those whom we serve. Um, When I think about this, I I always like to put things into some sort of a concrete example to help me figure out what this, how this frame kind of, how it makes sense. Because I guess, yeah, as unstructured as I claim to be, I like to have some structure. (laughs) And and as you were talking, I was thinking about what, what I've been noticing about my own practice lately. Now, I don't have partners, so it's I think there's there's a little the pressure is not on externally because it's just it's just me and I have many business partners who I partner with and collaborate with but my business in and of itself it, it consists of me and my wonderful assistant Beatrice who is um, a contractor so really it's just it's just me and and then she's part of it too and I have a bookkeeper and a webmaster so people who I contract with to help. Um, but the the thing for me that's that I'm noticing about what you're saying is if I include everything that is here, I'm able to say that everything that I'm doing right now is is wonderful and I love it and it's all part of why I knew I was here and what I was here to do. The the allowing is happening now and the letting go and allowing is to say I'm not going to push for those things as much because I know I'm being pulled into something else, something that is actually has me taking a broader view and that that's something I, I don't know exactly what it's going to look like at the end. I couldn't possibly and if I did, I'd be putting the cart before the horse but I know it has to do with with the work that I've been doing with children and I used to think of this as something separate like I used to think okay if I do that work with kids then it means I can no longer do this work with adults or if I say I'm doing the work with kids then it means I have to accept that I'll make less money because you couldn't possibly make as much money at that as working with leaders and I, I, I'm not inclined to hold it exactly like that anymore although when I get scared those are the things that I revert to are those beliefs but the the allowing allows me to go you know 
there is something bigger that I'm, not bigger, it's not bigger, it's just next. It may be bigger, it may be smaller, I don't know, but it's just what's next and I feel it pulling me and when I am able to let go, then I can allow myself to be pulled by it. And then when I notice this, because I, I know when I use the word surrender, sometimes people say, well, that's just giving up. And it's not. Uh, there's something, there's a difference for me in surrender and giving up. Giving up is um, is sort of throwing up my hands and, and walking away from the whole thing, because obviously it's not going to work. Surrender to me is allowing life to have its way with me. And what I've noticed is that there are actions that I absolutely have to take that come with surrender. And they include um, paying attention to where the energy is taking me and, and following that energy. So I'll just, I'll give a couple of examples and then I'll pause. Um, one is um, there's an award that I was nominated for here in Canada. And I didn't want to apply for it because I said I don't need that kind of external validation just for my ego. I don't, I don't care about that. But then I said, hey, hang on a second. If I apply for this award, I could actually get some attention on this program for kids and maybe some investment and some business advice or, or some doors opened or introductions. That would be the value in applying for that. So, there, so there's an action that comes with it. Um, it's surrender is not about just sitting back and, and waiting. It's about um, doing all the things that you said, reflecting, slowing down, taking time, going outside, all of those practices, and then being informed by them and letting the pull that is happening continue to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when, you know, when I, when I hear you saying, you know, this place that is, you're noticing that is next and uh, how he applies to you. I, you know, one example that comes to mind that is, that it, that is, um, that is a very powerful, uh, uh, I will say, kind of result or byproduct of moving in that direction. It's, um, you know, developing and empowering people, those around you. Uh, how is it that you can delegate, empower, and uh, and trust them? And make sure that they evolve so they can do what they do better. And you can move to that next place where you are looking at things in a different place. And, uh, and you know, able to even create more business for the business. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And I think that that's what the um, pausing has allowed me to see. Because before that, I was just frantic, actually. I was concerned, how am I going to get everything done? There's too much on my plate. I'm never going to finish it all. The summer is going to be so busy. I'm not going to get a break. And then I was able to get some perspective. <laughs> and, that, and that changed everything. Yeah. More is possible. More, more is possible. More is possible. But then, you know, that is the paradox and the challenge because uh, holding tight to control to everything around you, uh, to, to feel secure that you have control of all the variables, it is very challenging just to let go and surrender and explore different ways to do things. And I guess, you know, that's, you know, that's our life's work, actually. Yeah. Uh, to find a new place where we can uh, uh, be more of who we are and, you know, and express more fully who we are. Uh, by letting go and surrendering those things that get in the way. Yeah. 
I think that's the, you were talking about a paradox and the paradox that I'm noticing right now is that um, if I think that I'm in control of it all and that's going to give me results, then it's paradoxical to say that by letting go more is possible because Mm -hmm. what we would think our logical kind of rational minds would say, well, if I let go, then less will be possible, right? Because I'm not controlling it. And that is exactly the shift that we're we're talking about. You know, absolutely. It's so amazing. Um, I, as, as you mentioned before, I live here in Bogota and, um, and we have our offices and I also have a home office where I like to work, not also to go to our office downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what I'm noticing is that by, by uh, taking distance, allowing myself not to be at my workplace uh, all the time, I really, it's a way, it's another structure that allows me to look at things from a distance, to reflect, uh, to allow other people to grow and evolve by not, you know, by, by pulling away from those, from those, you know, uh, uh, tendencies uh, of controlling and, 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 and believing that unless we do it and unless we, uh, uh, you know, uh, take care of every people's needs and, and, uh, and take care of results, uh, it's not going to work. Um, we need to help ourselves and, uh, and find as you were mentioning before, structures that, 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 that can help us stand in a different place and notice what's going with us as practitioners or, or leaders. I love that. I love that. And I want to thank you so much for coming and standing at a distance from this with me, standing in it and at a distance from it um, as, we, as we shared all of this with our listeners. Thank you so much for being here today, Sonia. Thank you, Shamin, for inviting me. It's been a pleasure to be here with you. And I will sign off uh, for those who are listening. For the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be playing some encore um, shows for you to enjoy. And then I'll be back with something fresh in about three weeks. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Shamin Sadik. This is Stories from the Heart of Leadership. I wish you a wonderful um, rest of July and look forward to catching up next time. Thank you so much for joining us today for Stories from the Heart of Leadership. Shamin Sadik will be back next Monday with another extraordinary guest at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We hope you'll come back as well. Have a terrific week. And remember, you are not alone. 